Hi friends, this is Compassion Podcast. On the 21st of May, we will have a short online program called Night of Compassion. And we want to invite you to that program. The program will begin at 8 p.m. Beijing time. You can keep the date and you can invite your friends. Remember that God is your father. See you at the Night of Compassion. Welcome to Compassion's Audio Podcast. This podcast shows the compassionate and the loving heart of God through Jesus Christ. You don't have to run away from God, but you can come close to Him. Jesus tasted death for everyone in all the world. And He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Enjoy the message. Coming up on Compassion Podcast. You are that beautiful pearl. He came to seek man who is precious. And when he found man, he gave his all. He laid aside his crown of glory. He sold his precious life to buy you. We are highly cherished by God. We hold a special place in God's heart. You were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold. But the Bible says we were redeemed, you and I. We were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. Oh, hallelujah. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. It tells you how valuable we are to him. You don't have to be afraid in this life. You don't have to. No need to be afraid or worried about anything. You don't have to. God got you covered. The Bible says you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. We were not redeemed with corruptible things. But the Bible says we were redeemed, you and I, we were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. Oh, hallelujah. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. It tells you how valuable we are to him. Valuable things are bought expensively. If you were bought expensively with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, it means you are valuable. That is the way God feels about you. You are special to God because he bought you with the blood of his son. He is your owner. He is your Lord. And he's thinking about you all the time. Is this really true? Does God really think about us all the time? Yes. Yes. The Bible says it pleased the Lord to crush Jesus Christ for us. Let's, let's go there. Isaiah 53. Let's look at verse 10. And let's read from NIV. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 10. NIV. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him. Whose will? The Lord's will. This is God's will. To crush Jesus and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, God made Jesus' life an offering for sin, payment for sin. In the New King James Version, it says, it pleased the Lord. Over here in NIV, it was the Lord's will to crush Jesus. It pleased God to crush Jesus 
He made his life an offering for sin on the cross for us. All your sins have been forgiven through the cross of Christ. And then he says, he will see his offspring and prolong his days and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. It was the Lord's will to crush Jesus for us, for you and for me. It was God's love that crushed Jesus for you. God's love for you is not a general love. It is not God loves everybody. Of course, God loves everybody. But this kind of love is a special love. Special, personal love. And what we have to do is to believe in this love. We have to know and believe in this love. It's like what the apostle puts it. I believe First John 4 verse 16. He said, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. We have known and believed the love that God has for us. Sometimes we know that God loves us, but do we believe in this love that God has for us? He said, we have known and believed the love that God has for us. And then he says, God is love. And he who abides in love, he wants us to abide in this love. He wants us to stay in this love. He who abides in love, abides in God, and God in him. This is big. There was a pure reason God sent Moses to deliver the Israelites. There was a real reason. God didn't save them because he wanted them to serve him, even though it would lead to that. He didn't save them because he wanted to give them the commandment. That was not God's plan. Let's see why God saved them. Let's see why God delivered them. Please, let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 7. And we're going to read to verse 8. NKJV. The Lord did not set his love on you, nor choose you because you were more in number than any other people. For you were the least of all peoples. God did not save them because they were more in number than other people. In fact, he said, you were the least of all the peoples. It's like us. God didn't save us because we were somebodies. We were nothing when Christ came for us. The Bible says we were weak, we were helpless, we were dirty. We rigged every kind of sin. When you read Romans chapter 5, verse 6 and verse 8, he talks about, for while we were still helpless, while we were still weak, while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 8, he says, But God demonstrates his own love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't this wonderful? No, he says, The Lord did not set his love on you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any other people. For you were the least of all peoples. Verse 8, But because, I want us to see the reason why God delivered them. But because the Lord loves you. That's the reason. Any other thing that came was not God's, that was not God's intention. It was it's because he loves them. Verse 8. But because the Lord loves you and because he would keep, another reason is this. He is keeping the oath which he swore to your fathers. This is Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. To your fathers. The Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. The children of Israel were not aware of how much God loved them. It's possible for one to be a child of God and yet not know how much God loves him or her. 
That is why we have Compassion Podcast. That is why we keep proclaiming the love of God to mankind. One of the prayers that the Apostle Paul prayed for the Christians in Ephesus was that he prayed for them that they would know the love of Christ. Because that is really imperative. It is really important for every child of God. The love of God. He prayed for them. He said that so that they may know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Okay? When they, when they know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, what will be the result? So that they may be filled with all the fullness of God. The love of God is not just a mere topic. It is, it is Him. It is God. Knowing the love of Christ fills us with the fullness of God. This apostle Paul, who prayed this prayer for the Christians in Ephesus, he said this. This is what he said. He said, I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Listen to this part. Who loved me and gave himself for me. This was his motivation. This was his secret. He lived by the faith of the Son of God who loved him and gave himself for him. Sometimes we find it hard to love the unloving. Sometimes we even find it hard to love our neighbors, to love people. We find it hard to love our parents. We find it hard to even love our spouses, our wives, our husbands. Hard to love our children, our colleagues. Why? Because we ourselves are not aware of God's love for us. The Bible says we love because he first loved us. Another thing is this. God doesn't answer our prayers because we have great faith. God doesn't answer our prayers because we know how to pray accurately. All of that are wonderful. They are beautiful. But the main reason God answers our prayers is because he loves us. The reason why he answers your prayers is because he loves you. Because of time, let me just quote John chapter 16, verse 23 to 24 quickly. I will just quote it. You can write it down. John 16, 23, so that you can look at it at your own time. John 16, 23 to 24. Jesus said, And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. 24. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. Verse 26. In that day you ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. Verse 27. This is the part I just want us to see. We are saying God answers our prayers because... He loves us. Verse 27. For the Father himself loves you. One more time. For the Father himself loves you. The Lord said, In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. The reason is, For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I came forth from the Father. The Father himself loves you. All that we want to say in this short message is this, that you are somebody special to God. You are God's prized possession. 
The one who made you this special is God. The one who made it possible is Jesus Christ. The one who is working this in you is the Holy Spirit. Let's look at one more scripture and then we can close. Let us look at one more scripture. And let's, let's look at how God sees us, how God sees you. Let us go to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. And let's look at verse 9. And we're going to read from verse 9 to verse 10 in KJV. And I read verse 9. It says, but you are a chosen generation. Chosen by God. You are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. All this is what we are in God's eyes. You are a royal priesthood. A holy nation. His own special people. That's why I, I just want us to see. You are God's own special people. This is how God sees you. That you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Verse 10. Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. Who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Beautiful scripture. He says you are a chosen generation. When we read Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4, he says, For God he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we may be holy and unblemished in his sight, in love. He chose us. We are a chosen generation. You are a chosen generation. You, God has chosen you. And then he goes on to say, a royal priesthood. I had no idea what royalty means. For me, some of us, we were on the streets of the world and he made us royal, made us priests. In Isaiah 61, one of the verses says that you will be called the Lord's priests. You will be called the Lord's priests, servants of our God. And then he goes on to say, you will enjoy the wealth of nations. Hey, I was on the street and then he called me. He has made me this way, a royal priesthood. You will be called the Lord's priests, servants of our God. You will enjoy. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. You will, you, you, you will enjoy the wealth of nations and boast about the riches you receive from them. This is what he has made us. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. And then he goes on to say, a holy nation. Why is this holy thing important? The reason is this. What is holy is what has been separated unto God. That thing has become something special to God. What is holy gets God's attention. What is holy, Satan, demons cannot touch. Satan and his demons, they are unclean. So they can't touch what's clean, what's holy. And so he says here, you are a holy nation. But how are we holy? How are you holy? How? Please, let's open our Bibles to Colossians chapter 1. We're looking at how you are holy. Colossians chapter 1. Let's look at verse 21 to verse 22. Colossians 1, 21. And you were, you and you were at one time strangers and enemies in your minds as expressed through your evil deeds. 
He's saying at one time, at one time, we were strangers and enemies to God in our mind. Don't forget this. In our minds. God didn't see man as enemies. Man in his mind saw God to be an enemy. It is all in the mind of man. Man, obviously, has been deceived that God is the enemy. And it's still the same today. Man sees God to be his enemy in his mind. And this wrong thinking is expressed. It's, it's not revealed through his evil deeds. But God doesn't see man as his enemy. Let's look at verse 22. But now he has reconciled you by his physical body through death to present you holy. But now he has reconciled you by his physical body through death to present you holy without blemish and blameless before him. We'll be right back. Hi friends, this is Compassion Podcast. On the 21st of May, we will have a short online program called Night of Compassion. We want to invite you to that program. The program will begin at 8 p.m. Beijing time. You can keep the date and you can invite your friends. Remember that God is your Father. See you at the Night of Compassion. Sin must be punished. The wages of sin is death. That is why our Lord Jesus had to lay down his life on the cross. He did no sin, but he was punished because he was carrying our sins. For God so loved you and me, he sent his only begotten son to be the lamb who takes away our sins and to bear every punishment and every judgment that we deserved. At the cross, God's love mingled with God's justice. Righteousness and mercy met. Mercy and truth kissed. At the cross, Jesus was punished so that we could go free. He was cursed so that we could be blessed. He was made sick so that we would be healed. He was made poor so that we would be made rich. He was rejected so that we will be accepted by God. He was made unholy, so that we will be made holy. Anyone who puts his faith in Jesus Christ is made holy by his blood. He is presented by Christ as holy. He is presented special. He is presented without blemish, blameless before God. Now you have right standing before God. Because you are the very righteousness of God. Let's go back to 1 Peter 2 verse 9. He said, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And then he goes on to say, His own special people. See this in your Bible? And that is all that we want to say in this short message. You are God's own special people. Okay. God's own special person. You are somebody special to God. When you read Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 2, he says, For you are a holy people. Again, can you see that in the Bible? Again, he says, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. And the Lord has chosen you. Oh, chosen you to be a people for himself. And then he goes on to say, A special treasure. 
Wow. A special treasure above all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. Wow. This is wonderful. We have become God's special treasure above all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. God wants to see yourself special to him. You're not just a nobody. You're somebody special to God. Now, religion doesn't teach us that. Religion wants us to stay in our sinful state. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yes, that's true. But that's the reason why Jesus came. Because all sinned and fell short of the glory of God. God didn't leave us that way. Praise God. He didn't leave us that way. He sent Jesus to redeem us from Adam's transgression and from the curse of the law. And because the blood of Jesus worked, we are not that old man anymore. Praise the Lord. Nothing you did in your past could be so bad that God wouldn't forgive you. You are washed by the blood of Jesus and made a new creation in Christ Jesus. You have the nature of God. He says you are, you are partakers of the divine nature. Is this even possible? He said if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. In Christ means that when a man gets born again, he comes into Christ. He becomes united with Christ. As the branch is in the vine, so the believer is united with Christ. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. This is an actual new birth. When a man accepts Jesus as his Savior, confesses him as his Lord, at once he is recreated by receiving eternal life, the very nature of God. Let's go back to 1 Peter 2 verse 9. He says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. And then it says that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The Bible says giving thanks. That is what we should do every time. Giving thanks to the father who has qualified us. Mind you, we were unqualified. He has qualified us to share in the saint inheritance in the light. He delivered us from the power of darkness, from the power of darkness, and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son He loves. And then verse 10, 1 Peter 2 verse 10. It says, Who once were not a people? We were not even qualified to be called people, but are now today, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Oh, hallelujah. But now we have obtained mercy. He has made us special. That is why going for the word of God is vital for the child of God. God expresses his love to you through the word of God. It's in the word of God that you really see his heart for you. In the word of God is where you see how God the Father demonstrates his love through his son, Jesus Christ. You are of a royal family, God's family. You are somebody special to God. Sometimes it is challenging to get used to God's estimation of us, given to us in the Bible, in the Word of God. The reason is that we keep looking at ourselves, keep looking at things in the natural. We are accustomed to thinking of ourselves in the world's language as inferior, as unrighteous, as weak, as failures. Allow me to quote Zephaniah 3.17 He said, The Lord your God in your midst The Lord your God in your midst The Mighty One 
will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. Wonderful. He will rejoice over you with singing. Don't just say, you are just worms in his sight. No, we are not. Don't consider yourself a worm in the sight of God. We cannot be worms in the sight of God. If we were, then that would mean that the blood of Jesus Christ didn't work. It worked, praise God. It worked. Let me end here by saying this. It is very important. We have to keep it all balanced. We can't become high-minded and have the attitude of, I am somebody special because of what I did or because of what you did or because of who you are. No. That has nothing to do with it. Without Jesus, we are nothing. Without Jesus, we have nothing. We have no merits. We didn't earn this favor. We didn't earn this honor. Jesus earned it for us. He paid it with his blood. And because he paid it with his blood, we walk in it. We just want to say this, that you are somebody special to God. See yourself like that. Hallelujah. And you're listening to this short message and you want to receive all that Jesus did for you on the cross and you want to make him the Lord of your life please pray this prayer after me say dear God I thank you for sending your son Jesus Christ to come die for me I believe in my heart that you God you raised him from the dead I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life from today. I receive your eternal life now and I ask for your Holy Spirit to come and dwell and live in me now. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations if you prayed that simple prayer. You are now a child of God, a son or daughter of God. You're welcome to this great family. God bless you. Thank you for downloading this podcast. If you were helped in any way by this episode, please give us your review and subscribe to receive latest messages like these. If you want to contact us on a personal level, please send us an email to the email address in the description below. We would love to hear from you. Keep on hearing and keep on growing. And remember... But God is your father. Stay tuned for the next episode.